So with everything going on in the world right now and uh, the old man in the White House, um, you would think we don't need any other problems. But what if I were to tell you that there was another huge problem on the horizon that could really be affecting the United States, you and I, and our pocketbook, which, of course, we know everything is about them taking our money. So anyhow, there is happening right now around the world conflicts that we're not getting a lot of information about. And I always wonder, if they don't want to tell us stuff, why are they hiding it from us? So what I'm talking about is 120,000 Armenian Christians, and they are being blockaded, that's right, held in, a small country called Artsakh, and these are Christians, okay? Now, just remember, you know, the news media doesn't cover too much when it happens to be with Christians. You know, if they were blockading and holding, um, you know, let's say, um, you know, 120,000 LGBTQ people, well, you know, we'd hear all about it. But they are blockading and actually starving these people to death. And it's all being done by Muslims in the nation of Azerbaijan. And this has been going on for approximately nine months and longer. And most of us here in the West, we didn't hear basically anything about it in the major news. So what happened is the blockade trapped tens of thousands of families. And up until September of last year, um, they weren't able to move or go anywhere, being starved, held basically captive. And that's when they decided that they couldn't stay. Nearly 80% of the population ended up fleeing to Armenia. Now, it's crucial to note that while we in the West see the two issues like uh, Israel and Hamas and Armenia and Azerbaijan, we might see them as two different issues. Let me tell you something. It's not. They are all related. Okay? The news media, if they do tell us anything about it, they'll try to separate it. But I'm trying to show you today here that they're all connected. And the Muslims are what connects it all together. See, in the eyes of the Muslim leaders, this is all a part of a larger conflict against you and I, the West. Okay? Don't forget, we're the big Satan. Okay? It's uh, Israel is the little Satan. We're the big Satan. And Judaism versus Islamic forces of the Middle East. Now, when Judaism gets involved in something, you know Americans are right there next. Again, you always have to keep that in mind. For example, here's a part of the speech given by the president of Turkey just last month. Okay, Now, listen carefully to what he has to say. Here's the clip. Ukrayna'da ölenler için gözyaşı döktünüzde. Gazze'de ölen bu yavrular için niçin sesiniz çıkmıyor? Ey Batı, size sesleniyorum. Siz yeniden bir hilal haçlı mücadelesi mi estirmek istiyorsunuz? Eğer böyle bir gayretin içerisindeyseniz biliniz ki bu millet ölmedi. Bu millet Dimdik ayakta ve yine aynı şekilde aynı kararlılıkla Libya'da neysek Karabağ'da neysek bilesiniz ki Orta Doğu'da doğuyuz. Notice 
how that although he's speaking about Gaza, he make refer- he's making reference to the conflict in Armenia. So for those of you who, you know, have ears to hear, um, here's a few things that the Turkish president said that you need to pay very, very close attention to. Quote, I call out the West. Well, who's he talking to there? He's talking to us, talking to the United States. Do you want once again to stir up a crescent crusader fight? Do you know, you know what he's talking about? Okay. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about Muslims against Christians. Okay. Do you want to stir up another crusader versus crescent fight? This is how Muslim nations are treating these conflicts. They look at wars that are happening around the world and look for an opportunity to bring you and I, the West, to our knees. And these aren't, you know, isolated instances. These are not things that we should ignore like the Biden administration is doing. This is something we should pay very, very close attention to because these radicals are watching us carefully to see what we do. And of course, what are we doing? Nothing. Now, the Turkish president goes on, quote, This nation is alive and well. Know that whether we are in Libya or in Nagorno-Karabakh, we are the same in the Middle East with the same decisiveness. They're the same. As you can see, he mentions the Nagorno-Karabakh region. That's where the blockade was taking place. He also mentions Libya. This is another reason, another area, where there is uh, constant ongoing fighting. And, and what's happening is, again, these are factions fighting against each other. And the factions are always Christian Muslim, Christian Muslim. Large powers are taking an interest in the Libyan conflict. Now, what happens if they start paying attention to this conflict as well? Well, let me tell you. Countries like Egypt, Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE, even France and Italy, Italy and Russia, um, these guys start getting involved in conflicts like this. We got a problem on our hands, folks. And we're not hearing anything about this in the news. And we know the Biden administration, we know they're not doing anything. Now, getting back to the blockade for just a minute, in order to truly understand what's going on here, let me um, put it into a little historical context. Armenia is actually the oldest Christian nation in the world. They officially adopted Christianity back in the year 301, okay? A long time ago. Maybe Biden was around then, I don't know. But that's why some of the oldest Christian churches and artifacts are found there in Armenia. Over the years, this nation has faced many um, strong and difficult conflicts. One of the more recent ones being the Armenian genocide that took place between 1915 and 1922. Many of the buildings, many of the religious artifacts and historical artifacts were all destroyed. Their culture was basically torn away from them, history ripped out. And that's what the Muslims do. When they go into a nation, they look to destroy its history and its culture. Why? Because they replace it. That's their goal. Replace world control. That's their goal. Later on, during the reign of the Soviet Union, priests were imprisoned and many of the churches were closed and left to just be destroyed. Stalin began to spark ethnic tensions between Armenia 
and Azerbaijan. And he did this by draw, redrawing the border between the two nations. He decided to draw it the way he wanted to draw it, not according to the way it was actually drawn. When the Soviets fell in 1991, Armenia and Azerbaijan declared independence and set up their own governments. Then in 1998, Armenian living, Armenians that were living in the Nagorno-Karabakh area, this is a little, little area you'll see on the map in a minute. It's a little area located inside Azerbaijan. They declared their uh, intentions to join the Republic of Armenia. And this led to a huge bloody war between the two countries. Armenia was victorious and was able to take uh, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh as well as, I think, 20% of the Armenian territory. So they were very successful. But all this tension has been building between the two nations. Finally, in 2023, wonder why it happened in 2023. Could it be that because we've got a weak guy in the presidential office in the United States? Anyhow, all the tensions come to a head in 2023. That's when the new map was drawn. And the small nation of Artsakh, located inside Azerbaijan, you're looking at it there on your map, was shown connected to the country of Armenia by a very narrow passage of land. Okay, there it is. There's a little speck of red there, okay? This passage was intentionally uh, uh, used, okay, uh, basically to control the population. They considered this area a humanitarian corridor, okay? So they knew, you know, people are constantly in that area. Because it was connected to the mainland of our Armenia, with a smaller nation inside the border of Azerbaijan, they knew if they control that area, hey, they can control the people, and that's exactly what they did. Now, until the Ukraine war broke out, there were actually Russian troops stationed there to maintain peace. But when Ukraine went to war with Russia, and of course, that's because the United States was basically sitting in the background not doing anything, um, these guys decided to, you know, Russia pulled out, and they decided to go in, and this passage was um, used, basically, to try to control the people. So Azerbaijan took the lack of Russian troops as an opportunity to attack Artsakh. Plus, they knew that, you know, the West wasn't going to do anything. I mean, Biden, what's he going to do? All he's doing is, you know, sending money overseas to all these different nations and, you know, looking to get a kickback for himself. So they weren't concerned about it. And so in January uh, last year, Azerbaijani soldiers called themselves, this, get this, environmentalist activists, environmental activists. I don't even know what you call them. But anyhow, anybody that's involved with environment, we know it's a scam. And it was a scam. So environmental activists, um, more proof that Biden was involved somehow. You know what I mean? How? Well, he wasn't going to do anything, you know, to discourage war. So he just, you know, well, go ahead and, but make sure you, you know, kind of, cover yourselves. You know, okay, well, we'll be environmental activists. So they blocked the corridor connecting Artsakh with Armenia. By April, the soldiers had quit pretending to be environmental activists, okay, and they took over the entire corridor, and that was it. True Democrats at work. You know, they go in wearing a disguise, 
okay, looking all pretty and nice on the outside. But on the inside, they're filled with death because that's what they do. What this did totally isolated the Armenians living in that little area of Artsakh. They prevented all trucks from going in and out, including the Red Cross. They wouldn't allow help in at all. They wouldn't allow any aid at all. So they had no food. People were starving. People needed medical attention, and they weren't getting any. Effectively, taking control of 120,000 Armenians, including some 30,000 children. No mention in the news. Why? Because they're Christians. That's right. See, if it was happening to another group of people, well, they'd be, you know, we'd hear about it. Throughout most of last year, photos, we've got them, you'll be looking at them right there, showing up on the screen, photos showing the bare shelves, no food across the country, uh, people beginning to starve and no help. Red Cross not let in, no first aid, and Biden being silent. And we not being even told about this. We have to hear about it by researching it and looking at other news uh, companies outside the United States in order to get the real truth. So obviously it was Azerbaijan's intent to make it so unbearable to live there that the Armenians would be forced to flee. And it appears to have worked. The situation became so dire since then that the former chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court said that this blockade potentially constituted a genocide of the Christian Armenians. And there's the reason why we're not hearing much about it. Christians involved, Christian lives. And if Christians die, eh, well, who cares? I mean, they use Jesus' name as a swear word, so why would they care about people that follow Jesus? They don't. Now, America and the West have been mostly silent about all this. The EU condemned the blockade. Oh, we condemned the blockade. That's like the United Nations condemning it. It basically means nothing. It doesn't matter that they condemned it. They just issue a statement. It turns out, however, that the UN is trying to work a deal with Azerbaijan with the intention of doubling gas imports from the nation. He See, they always look to try to get something they didn't care about the people. All they cared about, well, maybe we can get some, you know, gas. And I doubt that the Azerbaijan uh, gave this warning much consideration at all. And since then, U.S. foreign policy, uh, we haven't added this to the pile of situations that we should be addressing. No, we haven't done anything about it. The maximum I think this administration has done or even will do is just simply issue a statement, whether it's a statement of condemnation or whatever, they're not going to do anything. So after nine months of the blockade, Azerbaijan launched a military offensive against Artsakh. The weapons came from Turkey. One day after the offensive began, Artsakh surrenders and everyone is forced to flee into Armenia. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm bringing this up. This, this is so important. I, I, we really need to grasp this. Most people don't care what's going on in this nation, let alone what's happening 5,500 miles away on the other side of the planet. But these conflicts are not something that just, you know, came up. These are not things that just happened by, you know, accident. 
These are actually things that are happened because they're planned events. And like I said earlier, Muslims don't do things by happenstance. They do things with purpose. And they are in a collective fight against the West. Their goal is always world domination. And right now, the West is weak. We are weak. Not only are we facing China, a nation that's increasing hostility against us, but it seems like the whole Muslim world is becoming more vocal about their hatred for the West. And we got open borders. <laughs> we got open borders and people coming from countries all around the world into our country, including Muslims that are unvetted. Think about that. So they're getting more vocal about their hatred for us. Our borders are wide open. Our government is doing nothing. But these people are taking action. They're taking action. They're taking land. They're taking people. They're starving people. They're killing people. And nobody seems to care. My friends, that's where the danger lies. And all of this is because we've got a weak president. If Trump was in office, none of this would have happened. Once again, peace through strength. That's what we need. If we're not careful. Now, all of this has been going on, and it's increasing. The, the, the tensions are increasing around the world. Here, another part in the world, another increase in tension. Keep it in mind. There's only, you know, less than, what, 10 months to the uh, 24 election president. What are we going to do? What are we going to do if President Trump does not get elected? What do we do if someone like Nikki Haley becomes president? God forbid Biden becomes president again. I'll tell you, terror cells will be activated in our country because they've been coming through the border unchecked. And anything, anything at that point can happen to us. The left wants control. The left will have control. It's up to you and I. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be aware. We've got to see what's happening around us. And we need to take precautions. Start preparing. Prepare your home. Prepare your house. Prepare your family. Make sure you have food stored up, water, batteries, armaments, whatever it is that you need. Because should we not take back this nation in the 24 election, I believe we're in for a real challenge, my friends. Maybe even a challenge for our own lives. Thanks for watching today. This is Mike Kahlo. This is Exposed, the Kalo podcast. God bless you, and God bless America.